You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by 2018 NLC LA fellow Andres Cuevo is here. As he repeatedly reminds me, from the best NLC class of all time. The highest fundraisers, the most compelling, the most fun. He'll tell you that every time. But yeah, let's hear what else he has to tell us. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. Andres, what do you remember about the 2018 crew at this point? It's hard to believe it was almost three years ago. Hey, Eric. Uh, it's so good to hear you. Thank you so much for having me on here. You know, I think uh, the 2018 class to me is just family, right? Like we just uh, built a really uh, incredible sense of uh, camaraderie and fellowship. And it's amazing that, you know, years later, right up to this point, two years later, we're still really close and connecting. And speaking of family, you you have a new kind of professional family. You switched jobs not too long ago. It's excited to have you on and hear about that. Give folks a scoop on where you're at these days. Yeah, so this summer I transitioned from working in higher ed, specifically uh, from working at UCLA in external affairs, uh, and to transitioning to the city of LA, so another large uh, public entity, uh, and specifically joining uh, Mayor Garcetti's team uh, with a particular the specific team being that of uh, workforce and education. And so is that focused primarily on uh, career changers, older professionals? Is it geared more towards uh, younger folks? What's the main group that you're serving? Yeah, so it's a good question. So the the team itself, uh, you know, tackles the full pipeline from early education to graduation and, of course, workforce and uh, the opportunities to be able to help uplift folks pursuing careers here in Los Angeles. And my specific role is I'm the new program manager for a new initiative specifically called College Promise Works, LA College Promise Works. And this is an expansion of the original LA College Promise that was announced in 2016. So just to give you some background, uh, because I feel like sometimes this is uh, a kind of a best kept secret in LA, like, uh, you know, LA College Promise was announced in 2016 by the mayor in partnership with uh, the leadership of the LA Community College District, which includes nine campuses and they make up LA's community colleges. And essentially what was announced was, you know, kind of incredible commitment here, which is to offer uh, free tuition uh, to any first-time Angelinos attending community college. And since 2016, the program has continued to expand in partnership with the mayor's office to tackle additional barriers to higher education. And that includes providing free laptops uh, through the Connect to Success program, so kind of tackling the digital divide there, uh, dash transportation, uh, pu- uh, bus passes as well. So that's the dash to class program. And then the most recent before promise works was, uh, an immersion, an immersion travel abroad program pre COVID of course, uh, via the mayor's young ambassador program. So all of this is to say that, uh, the vision here is Los Angeles serving as a model for what, a city of graduates could look like, right? And how many barriers to higher education can we really address to really empower students to not only pursue the careers of their dreams while they're earning their education, but you know, also allowing them to fill, to fill to be able to live their full life. So Promise Works 
tackles another layer, and this is specifically jobs. So LA College Promise Works is a jobs program where we're bringing a team of career coaches that are going to be serving all nine community colleges and specifically Promise students and providing them with four things. The first is career coaching, so helping the student to do some career exploration, uh, connecting them to resources, uh, specifically career resources on the campuses, as well as off-campus resources that the city, county, uh, and private sector uh, partners offer as well. And one of those uh, programs is uh, LA's uh, Higher LA's Youth, which is the city's uh, youth employment program. And through the city's workforce development department, what we're doing is connecting students to paid employment opportunities. Uh, and, you know, as I share this, I, I want to make sure to also highlight just the, the backdrop of what we're doing this, right? COVID, right? And, and, and of course, the health concerns around COVID are, are, are very evident and real in the news and everybody's aware of that, but I'm not sure that people know the level of impact that it's had economically and from a jobs perspective. And what we've seen since the start of the pandemic is that you know, due to the safety protocols of the state, county, and city, uh, you know, the, the unemployment rate uh, has really shot up, right? We have communities of color that are facing upwards of 30% unemployment, uh, you know, parts of the Valley, parts of South LA, parts of East LA. And these are also the locations of these community colleges. And so this Promise Works comes at a time when uh, folks on the ground, specifically youth, uh, are facing some hardship, pro probably the toughest job market in history to point. Uh, and so this program is really empowering them with, with the assistance, right? So that career coaching is one component. The second is that we're also uh, connecting them to subsidized employment opportunities. And we're kicking out the program with 500 subsidized employment opportunities. And what this means is that essentially through the city's workforce department, uh, there's existing employer relationships that the system has through youth source centers that we work with. And it's a matter of connecting the dreams and aspirations of the students, but also students that might just need some help at home right away, right? We have students that maybe their parents have been laid off or they're being furloughed, that the student is often faced with a choice between pursuing higher education uh, or, or, you know, finding a part-time job. So we're, we're telling them through this program that they don't have to choose, right? You have a career coach that's going to guide them and equip them with the skills necessary, help them with interviewing, cover letter and resume writing, and referring them to jobs programs that can lead to uh, an actual paid employment opportunity. So we're really excited. We just announced this actually last Thursday uh, at a press event, socially distant uh, press event, that was live streamed and we're, we're really grateful that it's received a really strong uh, and really welcoming reception uh, among families and students. And it's just another incentive for Angelinos uh, to pursue higher education and to really maximize uh, this program, right? Because it's the deadline to enroll this fall into community college was just extended to September 15th. And so we're telling them that not only do you get free tuition, a Chromebook, a bus pass, but now you also get 
uh, a full career team here that's going to help you uh, be placed into uh, paid opportunities and internships. Good stuff. When we come back with Andy, we'll talk a little bit more about what he's working on now and also the neighborhood council. Stay tuned. Just one of the things we were talking about before was neighborhood councils. And this actually kind of ties in, I think, to, to opportunities in the city in general. And it was great to hear uh, about the works program offering so many interesting uh, internship experiences and job experiences for, for students in the community college space. But I think one of the opportunities that we've both enjoyed a lot in our own lives is being on neighborhood councils, me in Delray and you in, in, in Palms. Uh, yeah, what do you think it would take to get more youth involved with local neighborhood councils and, and maybe just people in general have more awareness of what's going on. Well, I love that you bring that up because, uh, you know, I think my involvement in neighborhood council here in Palms just, just really started from like, how can I get involved? What can I do to just give back to the community uh, and to our city? Right. And, and I feel like neighborhood councils, I think, you know, this, right? Like they, they get such a bad rep because, so many of them, and, and just to give folks some perspective, there's a hundred, over a hundred neighborhood councils in the city of Los Angeles, representing every little neighborhood in the city, and they're publicly elected officials that serve on a board that get forty thousand dollars from the city, and they have a responsibility then to steward those funds, and really also advocate for their neighborhood to their city council member. Uh, into the city in general, right? And so, I think if you if you think of it of it from what it offers, uh, I think there's a real opportunity here for progressive change in the city, right? Like if, if a neighborhood council, let's just talk about homelessness, right? Like it's 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 an increasing issue, and if a board has forty thousand dollars, and you're you know just with twenty thousand dollars of those, you could potentially house and feed and help uh, uh, folks, right? But you know just just to give you an example, it can also go south, right? Like we just saw this past week, the Soro Neighborhood Council, the South Robertson Neighborhood Council, uh, put rocks under, like giant boulders under a freeway pass to uh, push neighborhood, you know, their 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 neighbors, their houseless uh, neighbors, uh, away from the freeway underpass, right? And so. Uh, that's, you know, it's just like, to me, neighborhood councils are almost like fire, right? You can use, either use it for good or for bad. And so my my hope, and I'm so happy that you brought this up, is because uh, we need more folks to run for office. And, and in this case, neighborhood councils are a great way to get acquainted with that. And, and I know that you, you've also been involved, and congrats on your uh election as VP to, to, to the Delray Neighborhood Council. Uh, and, you know, like the slow streets program that you ruled out is just another example of the kind of programs that neighborhood councils can sort of push the city to adopt more widely and to pilot them. So to me, there's, there's just such a great potential there to do more. And, and uh, it, they often get co-opted by either folks that don't want, the, don't want people in their neighborhood uh, you know, NIMBYs, right? That's that's one of the terms. Uh, or, or just folks that are just not using the 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 resources of the public good, right? Because we're talking here about the public sector, right? Of that neighborhood councils can really mobilize to to address issues in their community. So I hope more progressives 
learn about they, their neighborhood council, get involved and really use that platform for good. Yeah, and the next cycle of elections will start swinging around uh, probably late, what is it, late winter, early next year. Uh, I know my term's up in June 2021, and the voting will be interesting this year because it won't be in person in the same way it has been in the past. So there might be ways to do more online uh, and more mail-in voting. So yeah, hopefully that would be one less barrier and more folks yeah. take advantage of, of the opportunity. We'll, we'll see what's going on. But yeah, if there was a uh, sort of segment of Delray, I'd love to see more represented. It's definitely younger people. It's definitely renters. Um, it's definitely people who have as much a stake in, in Delray, but a, but a, coming at it from a different angle. Because you're right, there are a lot of single-family homeowners who, who are really intent on making sure that no one else comes in the neighborhood ever and have this idea of, of LA being full and, and other strange things that you'll hear in Zoom meetings these days. So I think you're onto something with, with having having youth participate. Hey, yeah. what, you know, I don't know if you um, have any last thoughts on, on, on this, but politically, I, I know you're, you're pretty plugged into what's, what's going on. Are there any races nationally or any initiatives statewide that you're following or that you think people should pay close attention to as we get close to election day in November? Oh, man. I mean, there is no shortage of, <laughs> of them uh, at the, you know, whether it's state, county or, or, or federal. Uh, I think what, what, what I would what I tell folks is like, don't don't listen to me. Don't listen to any specific, you know, because I think we all, all the ballot initiatives that we're able to vote on are often dependent on where we live. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's some county initiatives that are coming up that are really important. Uh, and so what I really encourage folks is to really look at their ballot to really like kind of nerd out for like 10, 20 minutes, right? There's, there's a lot of ballot guides uh, online right now that you can just kind of familiarize yourself with and really see like what do you what, inform yourself uh, about what's happening. And, you know, there's one on, uh, I think if there's anyone that I would, would probably mention uh, that I've been following is reimagining LA, right? And that's the County Board of Supervisors just approved that. Uh, and that's really to be able to reallocate funds from uh, public safety into reinvesting them into community programs. And that to me is something that's incredibly needed right now during this crisis of COVID. Um, and, but th that's just one of so many. So I, I really encourage folks to kind of get involved, look at their ballot, uh, at the local city, county, state, and federal level and, and, and really, 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 really get involved. I think this is an election where, uh, no joke, right? we're hearing this increasingly from folks is that our very democracy is on the ballot, right? And we don't know what our country, what our state, what our city is going to look like if, if folks don't really show up and vote. And so uh, I hope that by folks looking into the issues in their community, they're able to also realize that elections aren't just what happens in DC or in Sacramento uh, or at City Hall, but that there's actual initiatives that are also could have an impact in their lives. And so I hope folks uh, get educated and get to vote. Well said. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on, Andres, and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to check out all past episodes and all the places you find your podcast Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, they're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.